Today, I would like to share with you something very special and encouraging. You know what it is? Maybe you don't even realize it. Someone loves you right now. Someone very special loves you and proves his love for you. Yes, the Lord Jesus Christ, he loves you. He's proved it because he gave his life at Calvary's cross. My name is Pastor Frank, and one thing I enjoy most of all is sharing about God's love for us. And while you're here on the broadcast, as I remind you of these special, special things, I hope you remember. <laughs> I hope you remember with me how much God loves you. I don't know why we got a laugh out of it, but we did. Someone thought it was funny. <laughs> I think we have the wrong background music piped in. But that's okay. It's okay because we have here, right here in front of me, God's love. And I'd like to share with you the fact that somebody loves you right now. Maybe there are times in your life when you got a message that no one loved you. Maybe you felt sorry for yourself once. You said that to yourself. No one loves me. But let me tell you, God is in love with you. That's right. And you know, you can't disprove that. You could find out for yourself how much he loves you. All you have to do is look into the Word of God, and you'll see exactly what I mean. God loves you, and he's very close to you. He cares about you, and will always be here for you. Everlasting love. It's, that's what it's called. It's a beautiful day right now where I am recording this broadcast. And uh, we're in summertime right now. And uh, in addition to you enjoying the broadcast, I hope that you will enjoy the good weather at this time of year and take a break. Maybe you've had a tough winter. Or maybe you've gone through lots of trials. But in God's love, I hope you can take a break. Although we have to admit, at least I admit to myself, that the world is in a tough place right now, and trials and tribulation is all over the place. And we don't have an answer for everything except when you read the Bible. I was thinking of that this morning when I checked my email and checked news on my computer. And as I was looking at the world of politics and other things like that, Everything was gloomy and doom. Gloom and doom, they call it. But that's when I thought about God's love. The Bible does talk about the difficult times that we will live in before the Lord Jesus Christ comes back to the earth. That was his promise. Many people may not realize it, but it's true. And when we read the Bible, we find that when things in the world get very, very difficult, that's when we know it's close, that Jesus is coming again. But we don't know when. People have been saying that for many years. It hasn't happened yet. But I can't help but believe, reading the Word of God and looking at world's events, that it's closer than ever. God is going to come back, and he's going to clean up this world and make things right again. But in the meantime, it's a world full of tribulation. And as we have that promise from Jesus, 
He made a statement that really fits today's world and what I'm trying to share with you. Jesus said that we, as believers in him, we will have tribulation, trials, in this world. But then he said, but I have overcome the world. We can have peace with God because Jesus Christ, as our Savior, is the one who gives us the strength to go through the details of life, no matter what it might be, good or bad. God's everlasting love is with us. Yes, these are very difficult times, and some people are very anxious and upset about things happening in the world, so many things changing, and we're living in a very depraved time in history, and everything's gone wrong. But Jesus said he would deliver his people. Many times in the Bible said, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Well, he doesn't want you to be afraid because he's there for you. And he will hold you up even in a time of tribulation. But let's take a break right now and talk about something really good and positive. I want you to remember this now. God is in love with you. The Lord God says to every Christian believer, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. That's from the Bible, Jeremiah chapter 31, 3. That's in the Old Testament. But imagine thinking about God's love from the New Testament. Jeremiah made that statement from God in the Old Testament. But now this is the New Testament, and after the cross where Jesus died for us, now we really know without an excuse that he loves us and he loves you. These words are a great encouragement to every believer. God's love for you is an eternal love. It is filled with unfailing care and mercy. He doesn't say, I will love you, but I have loved you with an everlasting love without really meaning it. He does say that and mean it. I will love you. He does love you. But I have loved you with an everlasting love. So it's not only for a while. It's not temporary. And God doesn't love us when we're good. And he doesn't love us when we're bad. That's not true. He loves you unconditionally in the sense that he gave his life for you at a cross. Wasn't it at the Christmas time that we hear words like that? If you're good, Santa Claus will take care of you. But if you're not good, he won't bring you that special gift that you're looking for. Well, sometimes we hear words like that to children at Christmas time. But it doesn't add up to the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ and God's kind of love. Because God says, I don't want you to be bad, but I want you to know I love you. I love you. I love you. These words are great encouragement. God's love for you is an eternal love. It's filled with his unfailing care and mercy. By the way, many times in the Bible, the word mercy means pity. God pities sinners, and he loves sinners. You know, I say a striking thing sometimes that people can't 
understand what I mean when I say something like this. Good people don't go to heaven. It's forgiven sinners that go to heaven. What do you think about that? Well, you might say, wait a minute. I've been a good person. I'm always a good person. I always have been a good person. I think I can get to heaven. But no, God only came, Jesus only came into the world to save sinners. You have to be a sinner. Really. And the reason why I say that is because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So no matter how good we may think we are from a human point of view, you're still a sinner who needs God's forgiveness and God's love. As God said, I will love you, but I love you with an everlasting love. It's an eternal love. And think of it this way now. This is important. Eternity means there's no beginning and there's no end. It's there. And God has loved you from everlasting to everlasting. There's an interesting passage that brings out the point of this. There's a passage in the Bible that says that the promises of God, as far as the east is from the west, that's how much God loves you. Think about it for a minute. What does that mean? As far as the east is from the west, God loves you. That means this. You can't go east and meet the west. You can't go west and meet the east because they're apart from one another and they won't meet one another. You either go east or you go west. You either go to heaven or you do not go to heaven. You have to meet God right now where you are and understand his love and receive it. In New Testament terms, the Apostle John states the same wonderful truth. He wrote this, We love because he first loved us. That's right, if you love God, it's because of how much he loves you. That's how much he loves you. He loves you that much. Well, I hope you're receiving his love and understand it, receive it, Enjoy it and apply it. Nothing but the love of God could accomplish such an amazing feat of his love for you. The Bible says, in this is love, it's not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the satisfying sacrifice, propitiation for my sins. God accepts the sacrifice for my sin because Jesus Christ took my place and died on the cross for me. So God can't be satisfied with me trying to pay for my sins because I cannot. But God the Father looks at his son Jesus, who out of his love for us bore the penalty and condemnation for the sin, my own sin, and for the sins of the whole world. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever should believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. There has never been a time or even a moment 
when he did not love you. What an amazing message. No wonder we love the song, How Sweet the Sound, Amazing Grace. How sweet the sound, he died for sinners everywhere. What a great tune. By the way, if you haven't read about the life of John Newton, that's where the song came from. What a wicked guy he was. I thought I was a pretty bad sinner, but he's worse. John Newton was a slave trader. He had foul language. He did everything that was wrong. But one day, God's love reached him. And just about when he could have perished, he could have died. John Newton could have. That's when he cried out to God to save him from the dying and swirling water where he could die and drown. But that's when he found God's love, because he cried out to God that God would save him and deliver him. Well, God did. I don't know exactly how God did that. There may be a couple of versions of that story. But that's where he found a deliverance, when he realized that God could save him from perishing forgive him for all his sins, and love him. And when John Newton found out how much God loved him, he gave his life to his Savior. What a great, gracious, loving God we have. Nothing but the love of Christ could accomplish something like that. He loved us, sent his Son to be that satisfying sacrifice, taking our place for our sins. When I think of it, I can't even begin to comprehend how much God loves us. And Jesus came, he hung on the cross. He bore all of my sin, so I wouldn't have to be judged for my sin. How could I have that blessing? By doing something? By doing good deeds? By going to church every day? Trying to keep God's commandments? No, he did it. Died for me because he loved me. It's an undeserving love and grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. You know that God's holiness, God's holiness is perfect. God is perfectly holy. And he died for me, knowing that I could never be holy on my own. God knew I couldn't keep all the things that God wanted me to do right. God knew I would fail and sin and fall flat on my face. But he loved me. He was searching for me. He's in love with me. He's in love with you. Listen, let me say it again. God is in love with you. And Jesus promised at the cross of Calvary how much he loves you. When he suffered the most cruel death that anybody could ever think of doing to someone, Jesus paid the price. You know, if you study about the cross and you consider what it felt like and science talks about it, the experts talk about it, the nails in his hands and in his feet and the pierced side, he loved you. He didn't have to receive a pierced side, but he had to just know how much he loved us to die for us on a cross. 
God's wrath is settled. It's it's controlled. It's holy, and and it's all against sin. The law says, "The soul that sins shall die." The wages of sin is death. What a problem! There's no answer for that outside of the cross of Christ. A righteous God intervened for me and for you, all because of his sovereign grace he gave us life. Is that for everyone? It's for everyone except for those who won't receive it. There are some who don't want Christ. There are some who don't like the name Jesus Christ. There are some who reject the idea of the gospel. But those who respond to God's love and how he proved his love by what he did for us on the cross, that's saving faith. That's where you find God's love and understand it, and that's when you receive God's forgiveness. You need that. I think I shared once here on the broadcast that I I met a man in prison behind prison walls, and it didn't happen very often, but I think this man just came into the prison system, and I approached him to see if I could encourage him about God's love somehow. And when I brought it up, he said to me, it's too late for me. It's too late for me. There's nothing that can save me. He was wrong. I told him that. God loves you. You committed a crime. It was an awful crime. But God loves you. He paid for your sin. Turn your life over to him. And he will change your life. And he will give you hope that you could never have otherwise. There's a hope for all who receive Christ as Savior. God right now is preparing a place for you in heaven. It was Jesus who said, In my Father's house, God the Father that is, in my Father's house are many places to live. And I want you to come there to be with me, and I will receive you to come and be with me when you receive my love and receive my forgiveness because I paid the price for all of your sin. The Bible says this. Listen closely. Are you ready? By this the love of God was manifested to us that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world so that we might live through him. Now, if you have a Bible or you begin to read the Bible and so forth, you could look up that Bible passage I just quoted, 1 John 4, 9. 1 John chapter 4, verse 9. I think I said it before, the greatest love story you'd ever like to read about is the gospel, the love story of Jesus Christ for you. Jesus came into the world for you, seeking you, and he's in love with you. And the witness is this, that God has given us eternal life, the Bible says, and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. That's in 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12. 
And by the way, if you look up this passage on a podcast that you could find in your computer somewhere, uh, remember, I'll, I'll title the message, God's Love for You. God's Love for You. That's easy to remember, although there are other titles on these broadcasts that are pretty close to the same. But remember, God's personal love for you. God's life, love for you is unique and special. Yes, his love is eternal. God keeps saying over and over again, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have drawn you with loving kindness. You know, maybe you haven't done that before, but will you let God's love for you draw you to him? Wouldn't you like to go to someone who loves you so completely? He, don't, he won't condemn you anymore. He forgives you for all your sin, and his love for you is eternal, forever, in heaven. Think about it. Isn't that serious? That's a gospel message. He loves you that much. Sin's gone forever. God keeps saying over and over again to us, I have loved you with everlasting love. I love you, and I have demonstrated that love once and forever in the death of my Son on your behalf. I like this passage. It's one of my favorite passages. It reminds me of God's love. It's in John chapter 5, verse 8. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. That's First John chapter 5, verse 8. Check it out. Maybe I'm wrong. Gave you a wrong reference. I hope you'll correct me. Let me know I did. But I believe it's First John chapter 5, verse 8. God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This life, eternal life, Everlasting life is in God's Son. And God demonstrated his love when he gave his life at Calvary. The Holy Spirit spreads abroad through the heart this amazing love of God, which is given to us, and then we love him with all of our heart. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit loves you with a perfect love. The Holy Spirit spreads abroad through the heart this amazing love of God which is given to us. And then we love him. How can you not love him back? How can you not love someone who has loved you so much he gave his life for you? The Holy Spirit spreads abroad through the heart this amazing love. We never understand God's love to its fullest, how could we? Until he appears to us in that demonstration of his grace that he showed us on Calvary's cross. By nature, without Christ, we're dead in the presence of God, we're dead in our sins, we are in no condition to apprehend his love until God reveals himself. And you know, whether you think so or not, God has been revealing himself to you right now as I have given you this message. God is giving you his message of love. I'm only a messenger. 
sharing to you what God has revealed to us in the Bible. We could never understand God's love without the Word of God or without the Lord Jesus Christ. And when he appears to us, as he did right now in this broadcast, to show his love for you, you'll never really understand it without hearing it, without receiving it. Because without Christ and his love demonstrated at the cross, how could we possibly know his love? By the way, friends, you know there's more on this subject. I don't have time to clear all of it up. But I wonder if you just happen to come by today and hear this message, that you would be in touch with me. I could send you a copy of this broadcast if you want me to. I'm not asking you to send me money. I just have a great, great blessing to be able to share the love of God on this broadcast. Write to me. Address your mail to Pastor Frank right here at P.O. Box 2003 in Woburn, W-O-B-U-R-N, Massachusetts, 01888. P.O. Box 2003 in Woburn, W-O-B-U-R-N, Massachusetts, 01888. Write to me, please. Share your life story if you like. I'd love to receive your letter. I'll read it, and I will answer your letter. And let me know if the broadcast blesses you. Remember, no matter what you do and whatever you have to do today, tomorrow, as you walk around and as you go through all the trials of life and as you go through a perishing world, you can always remember something that's good. God loves you, and God's out to love you, and God proves his love for you. Turn to him. He'll give you strength to go through all of this. Look up my website, AGM Radio, AGM Radio. Dot net agmradio.net find my website remember that mailing address write to me as soon as you can we never understand God's love completely until we understand how he demonstrated by going to a cross the old rugged cross there's some great messages or great music I mean that you can hear all about the love of God. Thank God there's some great musicians out there that can share some of those things with us. Look it up on YouTube. Ask about God's love and grace in some of the music that Christians now give us on radio. God bless you. Thanks for being with me. Be back soon. <laughs> 